started. Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Welcome to Tony's Take Podcast, episode 56, Sports. As always, we do a couple of different shows each time. We have a sports show and an entertainment show. Let's get it started. I'm here with Off-Road Andy. Yes. Okay. Good job. Jesus. Carter. No. Whoa. Tony. And Tony, what are you going to do? Maybe. Oh, oh look at that. Look at that. Well, we are here. of possibility. We are here. Okay. And we're ready to talk sports. <laughs> he was going to say something else. I feel like <laughs> we should save the draft for last because okay. I feel like that's going to be our longest thing to talk about. So Stay tuned. Think... Coming up later, NFL draft. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> but I think we definitely start with what happened this uh, – you could either call it – I guess you call it late afternoon, in some places early evening. But the Raptors-Cavaliers game started at 3 p.m. Pacific time today on a Thursday. And – it was a little similar to the first game, or the first half. Toronto was would have themselves like an eight, nine-point lead, and then Cleveland would stick around, hit some threes. And then they went into halftime. Only uh, Toronto was up by two points. And then LeBron James came out in the second half and did what LeBron James does, and that was just pure dominate. Within the first two minutes of that quarter, they went on like a 9-0 run, got themselves like a six, seven-point lead, just never looked back. Ended up winning that game by double digits. Had as much as like a 25-point lead in the fourth quarter. And, I think they uh, won by 28. Yeah, and uh, Toronto's in trouble. Here I was thinking, like earlier this week, I'm guilty. I'll be honest. Game one, I, I liked Toronto. I took them even minus seven. I'm like, they got, this, they got the depth, yada, yada. But then I heard something that said how uh, depth doesn't really win you championships or even conference championships. It's just basically who your top guys are. And it's proving right now for Toronto because Cleveland with LeBron James and just, you know, guys are hitting their shots. Kevin Love's playing de- pretty good. Kyle Korver and J.R. Smith are hitting their threes. Jeff Green's hitting his shots. And they beat him game one, and then they just absolutely annihilated him game two tonight on the road. Now they get to go back to Cleveland for two more. And if you were to ask me a week ago, I would have been like, Toronto or Philly are going to be in the finals? You're asking me tonight. I think Cleveland's going to be back in the finals this year. Woo! Yeah, I was really, really surprised with how Cleveland came out this series. Uh, I thought for sure Toronto was going to make it pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Um, and they've actually I, – I, I think we owe a lot of credit to Indiana then. You know, yeah, I think Indiana – I think I agree. I don't think Indiana's as bad as people actually thought yeah. they were. I think that's a, com- a solid, complete team over there in Indiana. Yeah, I never oh. thought they were bad. Oh, no, yeah, but goal. I'm saying like yeah. no one said you did. It's just a lot of people in general were all saying, oh, if they barely got past Indiana, they're going to struggle with everybody else. But a lot of people just – but I, the other thing, too, is I think a little bit it's in Toronto's head a little bit. Or uh, Toronto hasn't been able to beat LeBron in the last eight playoff games, they said. Yeah, are it's those pretty surprising. Are the numbers. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, it looks like Cleveland's just going to skate past them and now. What? Because you're going back to Cleveland. Oh, yeah. They're, they're uh, going to win at least yeah. one in Cleveland, and then you're going to have a 3-1 series lead at worst going back to Toronto game five. There's no way they'll be able to beat them three times in a row when they've lost to them eight times in a row. Yeah. But, uh... And the other thing is, too, is I look at it and it's like if Cleveland were to go play Boston or Philly, Boston's injured right now. I mean, I know they're playing good. I know they were down by four at halftime last I saw, but I don't know what the score is right now. But uh, Boston, I don't know, but they were Philly was destroying them 
and then Boston went on like a yeah twenty two to four run and the half yeah. or something. It was crazy. It was... See, and that's the thing with Phillies. Phillies a good team, but they're a very young team. I still think Phillies a year or two away. You know, this might be one of those years where you know get them their that playoff experience. But I think if they come across LeBron James in the next round, I think they're in trouble. I think LeBron's gonna go into Philly and do what he did, has done in Toronto. I think uh, Cleveland has finally figured out their team. Yeah, and that's why I think they struggled against Indiana. Um, you see, like. Nance doesn't play anymore. Calderon doesn't yeah. play. Thompson who didn't play for the beginning of the Indiana series. And now he has now. been. I, yep. think, I think they know what the rotation is. You know, Corver, George Hill. And that's the thing, too, uh, is... Jeff Green. And the, that's the other thing is you got to be able to hit your shots to be winning, and that's why they have Kyle Corver. Shoot threes. Game one, he hit like six or seven. That's why you have J.R. Smith to be able to hit threes, and that's what he was doing. And then Jeff Green's playing with a lot of confidence, you could tell. Kevin Love looks like he's starting to get back in the mix. And then, yeah, like you said... Tristan Thompson, I know he had all that drama that what happened with him, but then it seems like they've gotten past that and they're putting him in now and he's causing some chaos, but you're right. And we were actually talking about this, you and I, uh, a couple weeks ago when we talked about Golden State in the playoffs and said how, like, oh, you know, they've been kind of struggling this year, but it's just when the playoffs come around, it's just a different game. You you basically bring it down to the seven, eight players you want playing because I, was, I watched game two of the Golden State game and you got guys like Jordan Bell, uh, Petrulia, McGee, uh, Quinn Cook that played. A lot of those guys started during the regular season and played a decent amount of minutes. Not one of those guys played game two. I mean, they, yeah. they're they down to their guys. Looney the guys, is the guy that, that seems to have won out those uh, minutes. Who? Looney. Oh, yeah, Looney. Yeah, Looney's playing a little bit. But then it's like they when they go down to the playoffs, they're relying on their main four guys, which is obviously Curry, Durant, Thompson, and Green. And then the other big guy that always does well in the playoffs is Iguodala. Yeah. And Iguodala was starting and playing a lot. And then you got Nick Young that comes off the bench and can hit a couple threes. You got uh, Sean Livingston that can, you know, cause matchup problems. And then David West is a big physical guy, and that's what you need. You need physicality in the playoffs because refs generally let more stuff go because, you know, it's it's playoff time and stuff. So, I mean, it's going to, you know, a little while ago I thought, it, you know, a week ago, two weeks ago, I would have thought maybe, oh, maybe Toronto-Houston, maybe toronto uh Golden State, maybe Philly gets in there versus Houston or something. I think it's going to be uh, Golden State, Cleveland again, the way things are going. It's looking like that, but I really would not count out any matchup. The way Boston is, is so resilient, like yeah. I could see them. No, they're well coached. Getting to the finals. And they did. I think Jalen Brown out. came back tonight, right? Yeah. So, I mean, they do have him back. I'm not going to count just, out Houston after one loss. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. Utah's no one to reckon with though you know utah they're going back home now for two games of the tied series utah is a very good home team very good they play very well in the, at home uh, they're they cause their crowd gets really into it they cause trouble for the opposing crowd and it might be too loud i mean if those and they play good defense so if those houston threes aren't falling houston's in trouble and that's what happened i mean <clears throat> you had a guy like joe ingles come out and hit seven or eight threes game game two and led the team in scoring and James Harden didn't play that well, and the Rockets didn't hit threes very much, and that's how they beat you with threes. And So, I mean, is, is Ingles going to go out and hit seven, eight threes every game? No, but, I mean, they still have other guys. I mean, Gobert's tough to stop down low. You got Donovan Mitchell. That Jazz team's not too bad. It really isn't. Yeah, what's crazy about them is how they uh, lost two key contributors from their – I think they won 54 games last year. Yeah, they lost and, Hayward and Hill, right? Yeah, and it just seemed like, oh, wow, like – that sucks. They finally, like, they built this also, good team. They replaced them with 
maybe better guys. Donovan Mitchell might be better than Gordon Hayward. And uh, I think he is. Rubio is certainly better than George Hill. And I think the other thing, too, that they replaced him with, I mean, that uh, left them was actually their best player in the playoffs last year, which was Joe Johnson. I don't know if he's their best player. In the playoffs last year, I think he, he was. The, he had a terrible game-winning shot. And oh, he, he, pretty well. he was definitely their go-to guy. He was wanting the ball, and he was taking more shots than he had taken all season. <coughs> but, yeah. But I think the uh, the other big thing is that hood, hood for Crowder, I guess I, there's some other pieces in there, but basically what that was, that, that worked out. Yeah. I just don't – I don't understand how some guys – like, I didn't understand how Jake Crowder was so bad in Boston – or in uh, Cleveland. Yeah. He was great for Boston, and then he goes – now he's in Utah, and he's great for them again, so. Yeah. Yeah, Crowder, people – I mean, that's just how it goes. People fit better in different places. I mean, Cleveland, you had so many stars there that things just weren't gelling well there. That's why they had a clean house pretty much, except for the guys that they had last year. They basically got rid of every new guy they got. But – uh Oh, no, we'll see. I'll tell you what, speaking <clears throat> of Utah, so Wrecking Ball, Joe and I did our own little series in uh, NBA 2K18. I was OKC. He was Utah the entire time. I pulled out that broom and swept that little guy. Beat him four games in a row. Really? Well, you probably should. Joe probably doesn't even know how to play with Utah. That's the problem. Joe probably is jacking up threes, but Utah's a – they, like, they have the big, some shooting threes. Yeah, they have the down <laughs> They have the down low game, man. you got to use the defense of the Utah. Yeah, and you can't really use down low in 2K18. Yeah, I mean – I'll say that all day long on the record. 2K18, you guys fucking – you gave no credit to any center, power forward, anything like that. Other than maybe Adams. He's on OKC. <laughs> You just gotta learn how to play in that aspect. It's like you making fun of me. <laughs> no, I know how to make a layup in real life. No, it's just a lot tougher to play down low in that game than it is just to dish the ball around and shoot an open three. Um, Don't defend them, Carter. I'm just saying. Shut his mic off. My, it's my two <laughs> games. Like you run it through the post. Yeah. Well, you burn him in the post. I uh, I run the fast break. <laughs> I already know what Carter's game is, and it's we're getting off topic here, but it's he gets a good a team with a good point guard and just fucking. <laughs> passes to nobody and just has that point guard tear you a new one and that works nine times out of ten we used to play 2k like what 14 or something all the time and he would just be john wall or russell john Westbrook. wall wizards are my team and it was stupid anyway though so looking uh quickly though the playoffs you got cleveland up 2-0 you got boston up 1-0 with the game going right now golden state up 2-0 and then you have uh houston and uh utah 1-1 so what are you guys predictions who do you think it's going to be in the conference finals I think I mean it looks like Cleveland and Golden State are safe to say they're moving on but does Utah have a chance to get past Houston you think or they certainly have a chance I don't think they will I think Utah will, I, I think, think I think Houston actually comes out game three breaks their hearts Utah gets game two back I mean game four back and then Houston goes takes game five and then ends it in Utah I just I, Bold. I yeah, I just I don't see that series going seven. I see Houston winning it in like six, and if that means it has to be in Utah, then it has to be in Utah. Yeah. I think I think New Orleans is going to straight up get swept though. I think with Steph Curry back, it, they're just too good. And Anthony Davis, he wasn't getting any calls game two. Draymond Green's playing that physical playoff defense that he likes to, that he does well at, and Curry comes in off the bench, you know, because he's a little banged up and was. Ridiculous, you know, shooting those long threes again was everything. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. I'm, I think uh, Houston gets past Utah pretty. I, I I feel like if they come out game three and kind of like show them that they still can run fast pace and and get ahead by a lot, 
Um, I think that series is going to be done after game three. But I, I will say, really quick, if Utah does sneak away game three, it's that series totally is going to be yeah, very totally interesting. Different. Totally different series. Because then you're looking at two of the next three games in Utah with a three yep. with a 2-1 lead, and you never know. Yeah, and but I do think Houston squeaks away, and I agree that Golden State pretty much sweeps New Orleans because uh, – I mean, yeah, they're just really riding the energy right now, and they're looking like they're going to go to another championship. Yeah. Um, I think I have a gut feeling Toronto can steal one in Cleveland and then maybe give a shit in Toronto and somewhat make that a series. I'm still not convinced yet that Cleveland's going to absolutely steamroll them because Toronto does have a good team, and Cleveland just has been hitting their threes. Because I noticed a lot of game one, LeBron only had 21 points, and he was getting double teamed a lot, and he would throw it to wide open guys that were hitting LeBron their threes. LeBron wasn't even good in game one. Yeah. No, he even admitted he said it was like he or he said he said it was one of the worst games he's played all season. And I mean I agree. I mean, even though twenty points to isn't, you know, really considered a bad game for ninety percent of the people in the league, but Yeah. Cleveland's gonna win that series and I think uh Boston I think that series is gonna go six or seven. And I, I think, think for I, sure six. I think Boston will uh win that series. Because Boston really is a good team. They're well coached They're too. Resilient, I mean. man. They really are. And then and then you got guys like Terry Rogier who yeah. are the ones that step it up and make them really a team. And then Al Horford's been very difficult to stop down low. You got Jason Tatum. You got Morris. You got Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. It really is a solid team. And like you said, playoffs, you come down to the seven, eight players that are your core, and that's not a bad seven, eight players right, right there. So they definitely are going to keep giving them trouble. Because the thing with Philly is, yeah, you have Embiid. Yeah, you have Simmons. At the end of the day, though, they all have no playoff experience. And then other than that, you're just looking at a bunch of white guys that come that you're banking on hitting threes like Bellinelli, Redick. And they were in the first half. Oh yeah. But I'm saying like like you say, you live by the three ball, you die by it. Yeah. So if there ever is that game where they're not really hitting their threes, you're in trouble. And Boston was one of the best defensive teams in the league this year. Well, you think about it too. I mean, like you said, Philly's a inexperienced team and, and a lot of it comes down to situational uh plays and uh kind of uh motivation and whatnot. And they've never been in those situations, and and that's just what they're gonna have to learn. I think, given a, after this season, you know, um, they probably pick up a few veteran pieces, and they'll be like right back in it, and probably competing with Cleveland in the conference finals. If I, well, that's if LeBron stays yeah, in Cleveland. If, if LeBron doesn't stay in Cleveland, Cleveland's gonna be oh, toast. done because that yeah. East is getting better. There's some good young teams in the East that are starting to rise a little bit. So if Cleveland Finally. loses this, they're gonna be fucked for a while. Like for a long time. Yeah, I never know. Most likely. They could win the lottery this year. (coughs) They got that Brooklyn pick. So right now with seven minutes left, just for an update, Philadelphia is beating Boston 91 to 88. Wow. So that's still right there to the wire. Yep. J.J. Redick has 23 points. He's hit five threes. And then Marcus Smart has 18 points. So those are the leading scorers for each team. But uh, it actually looks like Celtics were up by uh, – Let's see. They were up by five points or four points going into this quarter. Up okay. by four going into this quarter. So they've had a rough fourth quarter so far. But we'll see. That's one thing Boston's been doing is they'll go on a run and then they'll give up a little run. But that's just basketball, I guess. Yeah. But anyway, that's that for that. Do you want to talk any – got some exciting playoffs. Hockey, too. Yeah, playoff hockey has been very exciting. I think uh, the most exciting series is going to be the is Pittsburgh-Washington. It's 2-2 absolutely. now. And that's – and it's we were, quite surprising in my aspect. I just didn't see Washington coming out and, yeah. and putting up a fight that they are right now. <laughs> and keep in mind, too, Washington was down 2-0 to Columbus, mm-hmm. won four in a row. They could go out and they win game one against Pittsburgh. They lose game two, go out and win game three in Pittsburgh, which was huge. You know, you lose this one, you're like, okay, that's fine. Series is tied at two. We only have to go to Pittsburgh one more time. Mm-hmm. Two of the next three in Washington. 
But the East Coast has just been exciting right now because they get yeah. past Washington. I mean, they get past Pittsburgh. Then you play either Boston or Tampa Bay. Most likely Tampa Bay. I mean, I think Tampa yeah, Bay Tampa got blown out game one, and then after that they've proven, like, hey, we're the better hockey team. Mm-hmm. They've, they're up 2-1 now. And then on the West Coast, you have the Sharks and Knights tied 2-2, which is another great series I think has a good shot to go 7. Uh-huh. And then you have Winnipeg and uh, Nashville with Nashville down 2-1 in the series. And I know yeah, they're West playing Price. right now. I haven't uh, seen that score yet. I will uh, Once somebody tells it to me in my ear. I will be able to. <laughs> one nothing Nashville. Okay, is it? Yes. All right, so it's 1-0 Nashville in the second period. And Nashville, I think if Nashville wins this game, I think they're going to end up coming up on top of the series. I just think they're the better team. They are. I think it's going to be – I should. I'm hoping, I guess, I think Washington versus Tampa Bay and then Nashville versus Vegas. I agree. I and think I think those, it's going to be – those would be the most exciting series. And as much as I want Washington or Vegas to win it, I mean, I'd like Vegas to win it just because they're a new team. I'd like Washington to win it because I want Ovechkin to eventually get a ring. But all year I've been saying this matchup, and I stand by it. I think I still think it's going to be Nashville-Tampa Bay. It just seems like they were the two best teams on each conference this season. They both won their conferences. I mean, conference best record in their conferences, I mean. but And that would be a great Stanley Cup, I think. You have a Tampa Bay team that's very good. And then you have a Washington, I mean a Nashville team that was in it last year, so you know they want if they get there again, they're going to want to finish the job this time. And Tampa was in it two years ago or <coughs> three years ago, and they lost the Blackhawks. That would have been a few, a couple years ago, because last year was Pittsburgh, Nashville, and then the year before that was Pittsburgh, San Jose. So it must have been the year before that. Yeah. I think Chicago won it. I think, uh, I think any of the teams in the East, well. Let me let me say this. I think Pittsburgh or Washington against T- Tampa will make a great series. Um, I'd prefer to see Washington just because I'm sick of Pittsburgh one. Oh yeah, well and, Pittsburgh yeah they won. And Pittsburgh has li- quietly won two in a row. No one yes. even has. I haven't heard anybody talk about the Month fact three, that like, yeah. oh Pittsburgh could go for a three peat this year. Exactly. Like football, you hear that all the time. Basketball, you hear it all the time. Baseball never really happens. But yeah, we don't hear about football three peats because I don't think anyone's won back to back in quite a while but i'm saying like Since if the team had one back-to-back you'd be hearing about it like oh they're going for that three p pittsburgh it's just been so under the radar yeah big time. like i forget pittsburgh's i had to remember like wait a minute did they win it two years in a row because you yeah, never hear a, anyone talk about it, it. exactly it's it and it's because they're such a casual team throughout the season that, they have their ups and, and downs a, it's a very and then they get into the playoffs and they just completely fuck you and it's not a casual oh. fan sport so it's like uh it's not talked about as much but um yeah i, I think I think I'd prefer to see Washington just because I want to see Ovechkin kind of get there. He deserves and He deserves I, one, And I'm actually. just sick of Pittsburgh. But uh, I think that'll be an exciting series no matter what, as long as Tampa wins. Um, and then on the Western Conference side, uh, I think any as long as uh, Nashville wins, I think it'll be exciting just for just because none of us are Canadian one. Yeah. And, uh, you really hate Canadians here. <laughs> I think their one representative left should make it yeah, i wouldn't be against it i mean i have no issues with canada i'm just saying like from a um probably an nhl money standpoint actually i don't know canada probably makes in more money for the nhl but um i i would love to i've stuck by it. i said halfway through the season i wouldn't be surprised if golden golden knights uh make the stanley cup finals i want to see them in it um and they've been i mean like all these series have been exciting and it's uh it's only gonna get better i think so um Really looking forward to what we have in store for those series and who makes it to the finals. Whoa, yeah. I agree. I I, lo- I, I stand by this. I th- there's nothing better than hockey playoffs. Uh, really, It really is the best. 
And unfortunately, in this round, I don't think there's been like really any overtime games. Let's hear it, Andy. What's better? Andy begs to differ. There's a lot of things I enjoy more than the hockey playoffs. Uh, so. A rum ham, for instance. Yeah. <laughs> Driving on the freeway at 5 o'clock. Oh, wow. Okay. You're a liar. In the face. At 5 o'clock also? <laughs> do we want to uh, get into the NFL draft now? or do Well, we... one really quick thing, just because we do. We've only talked about it a little bit. We do have a somewhat of a soccer following. Absolutely. So this last week it got decided. Liverpool held on to their 5-2 aggregate lead beating or losing to Roma actually 4-2 but held on to win the aggregate uh, 5-7 to seven or something Europeans like that. and their numbers. Or 5-6. No, 5-7. But uh, my bad, 6-7. to seven. All right, finally. <laughs> Americans like and their numbers, right huh? Now. Somebody in the ears working hard. And uh, um, anyway, and then Real Madrid held on and won theirs. Fuck, I don't remember. Yeah, I four to, uh, like five. Was, yeah, it was one off. So, uh, but anyway, four to five it sounds like you lost five to four. Well, God damn it, Andy. Anyways, anyway, uh, there. Speaking of three peats, here's another potential three peat. Real Madrid has a chance to three peat in the Champions League, and if I'm not mistaken, I don't think it's ever been done. So I heard someone saying that it was going to be for the record. Had more than three of these yet? Three peat. Three in a row. More than three of these. Championship, whatever. Champions League. Have they ever? Have, have they how had many, three? How, how long have they been doing this? Why? Well, that's well, soccer, soccer is brand like since new. Like sixteen twenty-two. Yeah. Oh. Or, oh, like when it originate? Champions. Okay, League? Okay, well, I don't know when the Champions League originated. Yes. I'm not sure. It's Champions League's been around. Let me. You know what, Andy? Hold on. I'm gonna have somebody in my ear here soon. Uh, but yes, Tell he, he is right. Real Madrid has won the past two Champions Leagues. Um, I think they probably will repeat. Um. I think Liverpool is pretty yeah. legit, but I just think uh, I don't think their Ross, defense is good exactly. enough. And Real Madrid, I mean, they also I'm gonna nothing against Liverpool. They got lucky drawing Roma in the semifinals because really Barcelona really should have held them, and you would have had Barcelona versus Liverpool instead. And instead, you got Roma. So it's just one of those, you know, little, little lucky things. Kind of all Real Madrid had to get past Munich, who I think is got one of the dirtiest attacks. Absolutely, that. Well, that roster up up front. I mean, even their like reserves for striking is, is pretty ridiculous. Now, what do you mean by dirty? Like they're stop. Like Draymond Green. Just stop. No, I'm not asking. No, uh, is that what you meant? They're, like or they're it's, good. It's, it's they're good. very, okay, very. Wanna... They're very well stacked up, for, up front. <laughs> right around have, kicking each other in the yeah. dicks. <laughs> they have a very good attack. So does Draymond Green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, via cell phone. <laughs> So looking um, up that information for me? Well, the one information I've been able to find is that uh, Real Madrid has the most Champion League victories with 12. So it's been at least 12 years. Well, and then AC Milan has seven, Barcelona five, 19. Munich five, and then Liverpool's got five. So Liverpool, it's been, I think they said it's been 15 years since Liverpool got to the finals. And Liverpool is a historic club that... Just want to know, did this start like right after World War II? God damn it. My God. What are these questions, Andy? Shut his mic off. Do they have it during World War II? I don't think they did because there was a lot of war going on in Europe. A lot Andy. of teams just played for Germany. <laughs> <laughs> at that point. Um, Andy, but what is wrong with you? I, I really do think Real uh, three peats. Um, just like you said, the defensive uh, backfield for Real is much stronger than Liverpool's. Although I do think they can stack up with their offense. Uh, Salah's just playing out of his mind and that absolutely as a fan of the sport that is really what I wanted to see for the Champions League was Madrid versus Liverpool because Salah has been the best goal scorer in the world I think this year he's going to win the Premier League uh, golden boot whatever they call it Mm, and then you have Ronaldo who's Ronaldo 
<coughs> so to have to get Ronaldo and uh, Salah against each other is going to be a really fun game. Absolutely, and it's it's just it's going to come down to possession. I think uh, possession and, time and uh, and whether or not Liverpool can kind of force that ball out of Ronaldo's possession. I mean, it's going to be there's going to be a lot of movement, and they need to break that up. And if Liverpool can hold that time of possession, they got a chance. Uh, but I just don't see it happening. Um, but uh, I would I would love to be wrong. You know, I'm I'm all for the English Premier League uh, shining in Champions League. Yeah. So so Andy. To, uh, exactly. It's been a while since you saw a Premier League team. The Champions League was founded in 1955. Right. Eat it. And then it was, I don't know what this means, but it was rebranded in 1992. And uh, Probably didn't use the word champions, seeing as the only one in the country spoke English. Okay. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know the history behind it. Quite possible. But yeah, it's been from uh, 1955. Right. There you go. It all started... The most championships. There's your Jeopardy fact for the day. The most championships won is by Real Madrid, like we said, with 12. And uh, they just find a way to dominate this. And they're going to get 13 coming up. Probably. Probably. Now, is that more than the Pittsburgh Steelers have Super Bowls? It is, because they have six, which is also the most. Which is also... Ask me me how many the Vikings have. Zero. Okay. (laughs) Don't ask me. Just tell me. How many will the Vikings have in the year 2132? Ooh, uh, um, three. There will be right. no more football by then. There probably won't even be Earth anymore by then. Wow. There'll still be a Super Bowl, <laughs> just not football. It'll be a different sport. Puppy Bowl? It'll be like, um, there's no kicking. Robots? Anymore. It's going to be robots? Could be robots, yeah. Well, I mean, if Luke has his way, we'll all be robots. Anyway. <laughs> well, anyways, let's get on to Super no, Bowls and and potential Super Bowls yeah, and speaking rosters. Of Super Bowls, we should shift to the new men in the league that are going to try to win their team Super Bowls, starting with the number one pick. Hot dog. Yeah, Carter. and what a pick it was. <laughs> is, I mean, like it, you. Yeah, it threw, I think, everybody off. Uh, there were reports stemming earlier that day that the Cleveland Browns had – selected and were primed to select uh baker mayfield number one overall everybody kind of took it as a smokescreen um i was reading reports later on after the draft that a lot of people were ready to trade up to number two for baker mayfield so that has me thinking that a lot of people had him rated as the number one quarterback which is very very surprising to me um i thought sam darnold was because right now i think uh in today's nfl you don't want a guy coming in starting right away I don't think anybody does. Um, and, and having said that, you look at quarterbacks as projects, and I think the best project in this class was Sam Darnold by far. Um, just yeah, just physique and arm and and just talent um, because he is also athletic. He can get escape the pocket and make plays on the run, um, which is kind of Baker Mayfield's forte too, uh, much like Lamar Jackson. However, um, I just uh, didn't see – Baker Mayfield's kind of like attributes, you know, I think he's like barely six one. Um, and, uh, he's, he's a much smaller quarterback and to have him rated the highest and have him be picked number one overall was pretty surprising. Uh, but you know, as far as that surprising, you go to number two and you're thinking of the New York giants who have been struggling with Eli Manning and he's kind of at the tail end of his career. If you're in New York, you have, a prime position now to get that preferred project player, you know, and they, they skip him and get Saquon Barkley. I thought that was even more surprising than Baker Mayfield, number one overall. 
Um, just because if if you're even with New York's thought process, you're thinking you're picking number two overall, and you're in a prime position to get a top tier quarterback. When when do you think you're going to be in this position again? Because I I don't think they they are drafting. Next year, they suck. Yeah, well that's the thing. Like they're they're not drafting at number two, trying to get a playmaker like Saquon Barkley and thinking that they're going to be drafting number two anytime soon again, right? Um, and that's just how it is. I mean, you are you might not be in this position again to get that key player. I mean, um, and that's what was so surprising to me. And that pick threw me off way more than the Baker Mayfield. It really, it really had a huge effect on the draft, too, because it screwed up Cleveland's plans, which then Denver got the player they wanted. So then yeah. Buffalo couldn't trade to Denver, which they already had already agreed to, because mm-hmm. Denver's like, well, we're going to take Chubb. So you, like, you think well, Cleveland just did that pick to just fuck everyone else, or what? 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 No, the, the Giants, Giants picked pick. Barkley. Oh, the Giants. Over. Cleveland was going to take Barkley. Okay, well, if Cleveland really wanted Barkley, take Barkley first, because Baker was going to still well, no, be there really, at four. No. You don't think no, so? No, because yeah. I've read plenty of reports of people uh, talking to New York Giants. I, I'm not saying they would have traded, because... For some reason, Dave Gettleman has come out and said he didn't even take trade offers. He was like comparing, like he was calling like analytic like studies and all those people that work in analytics, analytics nerds. And he was yeah. like, he had the worst fucking press conference I've ever heard. It Wait, was and awful. they were all saying to take Mayfield. Oh, they were all saying to take a quarterback because in this position, in this day and age, if yeah. you're going to get a top tier quarterback, it's going to be in the top five. Picks okay, but here's my thing: even if Cleveland did really did want Barkley. If Cleveland really did want Barkley, you take Barkley one. Oh, I'm sorry, Mayfield's gone. Okay, well then let's get Allen probably. Yeah, well, or... no, a lot of people think that's the smart thing is do is just let all the quarterbacks are crapshoot, so just let let the pick come to you. Yes, that's kind of what the Cardinals did. Oh yeah, they definitely did. There's like okay, so that's who NFL thought was the. Fourth well, the Cardinals guy, did trade to get that pick. Yeah, but they traded was like the fourth Oakland, guy, right? and it's like well, and they but, but they barely traded fourth up. on our board. Yeah, you're not, you're not getting up, like, a you're not giving up because a lot of resources. My, we, everyone, Miami would have taken him, right? Miami, well, Miami favored just... Baker Mayfield, I think. I know, but, but I, I guarantee, so I guarantee saying, they would have taken Rosen. Yeah, that's what I'm there. saying. Getting at, and that's obviously who they were afraid of because they yes. knew Oakland wasn't going to. They knew so they hopped him, so they needed to hop four spots. Absolutely, and uh, I think uh, that's such a great spot for Rosen. I think that's like an. Well, offense. I, th- I think if, Miami, if, if it carries over from the Bruce Arians type of offense, I think that's a, a perfect. I offense think for I Josh think Miami Rosen. would have been a mistake for Rosen I'll because of that party lifestyle. Because you can just tell he wants to party. He's young. I don't, I don't even know no, so he's a, about he's, the party. His whole just, life on the beach, he could handle, continue to live his life on the beach. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, South Beach, it's not. It's, Lots yeah, of jacuzzis up in Miami. Yeah. He, South Beach is a lot more party than, you know, if he's going down to Newport on a fucking Friday night. <laughs> it's LA IDs. beaches. So it's a Redondo, different. yeah, whatever. Still not much. It's still okay. not compared to South Beach. It's different, but. There was a time where the Marlins had to find stuff to make their fans stay there because of how fun the nightlife is. Yeah, don't talk about the Marlins and their players having too much fun. <laughs> if I was a Marlins player, I would be doing nothing but getting loaded on a shitty team like that. And then driving your boat. Whoa, okay, man, Andy. come on, too soon. Jesus, Andy. Yeah. Overall, Ominous Andy is what they call him. <laughs> overall, yeah. though, I think the NFL draft, um, probably one of the most exciting drafts I've ever watched. I even think the ratings for this draft. What about that one with Kevin Costner? Were the, uh, draft day, that was a great That's one. who Cleveland needed that day. <laughs> uh, they pretty much had him that day. <laughs> but, um... No, I, I think uh, it was like the highest ratings viewership-wise for the NFL draft ever. Um, so that's saying something. I mean, 
people are starving for the NFL like always, and it's, oh, yeah. it's just gonna you know increase well, over there, the years. I'm so there hungry. Is so much, there is so much drama because there's. It really is. There's it's, a thousand experts, and if it's, what's so great is when you like get to watch the players who like. You never know what the teams think of people, and like people move up and down. I know the Bills trade up for a linebacker, who they said like, well, that was our number three player overall. Yeah, and, and he's like, unreal. He's like he's a 19 year old outside linebacker. I think he turns 20 like next month. He's 19 years old. Well, who was this again? Uh, Tremaine Edmonds. Edmonds. What team got him? Uh, Buffalo Bills. That's right. And then his brother, right, went to the Steelers. I imagine yes. he's got a brother. It's same last name. Yeah, like also brother. on Virginia Tech. So the uh, yes. first, the first brothers but to ever get taken. In the exactly. First round. The, yeah. the first to both to both be drafted. Nice. Because uh, Terrell oh, yeah. got drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, the Steelers. So um, yeah, not as good as his brother. Though. Oh well. Yeah. We'll I heard see he, about some that. people thought he was like a third round prospect. I think I know you hate them, but the Steelers draft well, my friend. Yeah, they always draft. Redoing. They always draft well. Easy. I thought you were gonna throw Shazier out there too. Hold the phone, Andy. Jeez. That was a good pick. That was that was a good. There was there were a lot of good moments in this draft as well. Not just in the first round. I think that's why probably viewership was up as well. You had Shazier announce a pick. Yeah, that was cool. Awesome. You had Shaquem Griffin. Great story. Yeah. And he gets to play with his brother too, which is absolutely. So, you guys know who Shaquem Griffin is, Andy? I'm sure you do. Yeah. Dobby. I'm sure don't. Oh, he used to be my neighbor. All right. Well, I don't Sha- have a clue. It, it really awesome. Uh, I'm going to say this really quick. Uh, Shaquem Griffin is a player that was diagnosed with uh, something really early in his childhood. He So he had an uh, amputation of his left hand, I think. and uh, Or it could be one of his hands, either right or left. But um, he uh, he had a really cool video called I Am Shaquem Griffin. Go look it up on YouTube. Uh, really, really inspiring. Um, just like, I don't know, just really really great story so if even if you're not interested in the draft um i showed it to my fiance and she instantly cried <laughs> but it's it's just like it's just really powerful stuff just shows you what uh kind of motivation uh an athlete can be and yep. um it's really really cool so i recommend checking that out that was a great story uh the Edmund brothers was another great story uh, Mar- marquise hurst was a unfortunate story but i'm glad he ended up somewhere um, and uh, he's a he's a player that was projected to go the first round, got a physical at the combine that detected something with uh, a heart condition. Um, he fell all the way to I want to say the sixth, and finally, him? finally got drafted. Uh, Oakland Raiders, Ooh. and uh, he's uh, he. I mean, like if he can play, he is a stud. Um, but you know that's just the, the the unfortunate stories you don't want to see. But I'm glad but somebody took a chance on him, and he's going to be people. Some be people playing. are worried that like. He's going to want to play when he probably shouldn't. Oh, absolutely. Which is like you just don't <laughs> want to see someone die on the field or something. No, definitely not. That's something. I mean, so, like it's, it's – What about uh, – it's, like, it's like Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh wants to play. Awful. And the yeah. Heat we're just like, no way. Like, yeah, not, it's tough. What uh, what do you guys think about the whole with uh, Lamar Jackson to the Ravens? <laughs> I thought it was awesome. I'm glad somebody traded up. Um, <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I think the Vikings traded back yep. up to go. 32. He shouldn't 32. have fallen all the way down there. and Really shouldn't have. And um, – I was I was surprised the uh, but my the, biggest thing with that my only thing my thing with that the reason why I ask is because like you got Flacco, Lamar Jackson's yeah. ready to play tomorrow. Man. So but well, that's he's a wide receiver now I think that's also why I love it right so you you invested all that money in Flacco <laughs> probably overpaid him uh it oh, just you, a little bit hurts you hurts you for years, um so you draft a young guy 
And not only that, you've already had the pieces in place to develop that young guy. You got Morningwig and you got, uh, who's the coach that, uh, coached, um, Kaepernick in San Francisco. Harbaugh. No, there, there's offensive yeah, coordinator. It is him. Oh, but uh, not fucking, uh, what's his name? Starts with an S. I don't. I don't remember. But he's Andy, he's there on. too. So so you. you know, oh uh, oh my gosh! I had it. Anyway, keep talking. It'll come. Anyways, um, so you have those two coaches. You have a coach that coached Colin Kaepernick that took him to a Super Bowl. Um, just kind of, uh, you know, studying that whole offense and in that game plan. And you have a coach that coached Michael Vick. So you have two pools of knowledge for that type of quarterback. Um, and I think Lamar Jackson's better than both. So he's in a great um, situation for himself. I think it's also good that he is behind Joe Flacco. Yeah, I don't think he's going to play this year. Yeah, he's not, he's not going to play. They might implement a little it package was, uh, for him where they, they probably throw him in for a series just to test the waters and say they're getting blown out. Hey, let's try our new package out, right? Throw him in. Back um, to that coach, Mike Singletary. <laughs> Right? No. He was their head coach. He, he was the head coach. I thought you were talking about season. head coach. No, I'm talking about he's like a quarterback's coach, I think. Or oh, an offensive coordinator. A person talking to my um, ear. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, he has those pieces in place. Uh, they'd be stupid not to kind of see what they have in him. And I think it's a great position for him because he can learn the tempo, learn the playbook behind somebody of Joe Flacco's cal- caliber. Um, and I'm not saying Joe Flacco is a fucking, you know, high-end quarterback by any means i think uh, he's a good quarterback he's one of, i mean I, but so i i just he's don't not bad i don't think obviously. he's yeah he's not like you're f- i'll give it to him i mean he's won a super bowl he's yeah he's he won a super bowl because he had a fucking awesome he's just not like no, the elite i wouldn't call him elite i would just say he's <laughs> go back, know, go back to an above watch, average watch quarterback hey i bet on the ravens that super bowl and don't like i'm just saying joe flacco like, didn't like have the defense win it for him oh no definitely amazing. not I know. It just got in a really hot streak. It happens sometimes. Yeah, no, it definitely happens. Yeah, I know. I and so play, I played Wii Bowling where I get three yeah. hundreds. <laughs> I think I think it was awesome. I th- I'm glad uh, somebody traded up for him, and I think he's in a great position with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, having said that, I was really surprised when New Orleans traded up that they didn't get Lamar Jackson. I thought it was for him. I think they traded up to like sixteen from twenty-seven. Who'd they end up with? Because I didn't get to see much of this draft. I was they ended up game. with um, Mar- Marcus Davenport, who's a defensive end uh, out of like. Uh, small some small school. school. Yeah. I forget what. Yeah, those it, those kids out of the small schools are the ones that. Oh, absolutely. Antonio um, Brown went to Central Michigan. Okay. But, um, went to Miami, Ohio. It's two guys. A lot of a lot of people projected him as a big project. He has all the physical tools to kind of wreak havoc, um, but he's just very very raw. And uh, to trade up that much, they gave up next year's first round draft pick, which leads me to say, unfortunately, my favorite draft of this year was Green Bay. Uh, mm. They traded back with New Orleans. They got that additional first-round pick. Then they traded up. I think they gave up a, a third or a second uh, to get Jared Alexander, who's legit cornerback out of Louisville. And then they came back. I think it was second round. They got Josh Jackson. So, I mean, they they addressed what they needed, which was secondary. Um, and they got Equanimius. Too. Yes, they got him really late. I, I don't know why that guy fell so much. Yeah, because he's probably an asshole. Yeah, probably. I th- I, I've, I've read stories where his family has been compared to the Ball family. His his dad changed her name from Brown to St. Brown. Yeah, and it. Yeah, I, I've read I've read some interesting stories about that family. But mm-hmm. having said that, uh, they definitely got a steal on him because they got him really late. I want to say sixth or seventh round, and um, really really cool. Um, 
But other than that, I think Chicago had a great draft um, overall by letting players fall to them, and they kind of didn't reach for anybody. They had a really good draft. They improved their players. They gave uh, Trubisky a lot of help. So that'll be interesting to watch. Um, I also think uh, it's going to be. I, I'm excited, kind of, for that uh, for Atlanta getting Ridley because now you've got yeah two Alabama receivers that are supposed. to. I mean, you Definitely. already have Julio Jones, but Ridley's supposed to be good, and you. I think it's. I'm happy for him that he went to a place that the receivers excel there because I mean, I would it would have been unfortunate if he went to you know a place with someone that can't throw him the ball. Well, I th- I think Calvin Ridley will complement that really well. Um, obviously, I think Steve Sarkeesian's familiar with him. Um, so obviously yeah, there too, was yeah. a, you know, a little influence there, but you have Julio Jones who can do it all inside out. You put him anywhere. He's a mismatch against your DBs. Um, he's just a physical specimen, so he can do it all. Um, you have, uh, Sanu, Sanu, who's very similar oh, in yeah. the respects him and, him to physical Julio traits. Jones look yeah. the same. Yeah. And, um, so he, he's really a guy that can do it all as well. Calvin really ex- excels at route running. Um, so it'll be, hey, he's the burner. He's fast. Isn't yeah, he? he's fast, but he, he's really good at, uh, quick moves. So if you get him, you know, I think that'll complement both yeah. those receivers really well. Yeah, I think the f- they need like a, a Cole Beasley type is what they definitely. Need. And I, he's would be Cole Beasley on steroids. <laughs> okay. Um, so it'll be uh, very interesting kind of see how it all ha- uh, happens, but uh, really the, the teams I thought that did well kind of let everything fall to them. Um, Patriots, I thought had a great draft too, and uh, uh, we'll see. Yeah, well, they have a lot of projects, but they also I, I thought they they uh, took another like receiving running back when they have like thirty. I know they, but they just find them out of nowhere. Well, they they lost Deion Lewis. I know, but they just find those guys off the street anyways. And and Sony Michelle's a little different than a receiving running back. He can kind of do it all. Um, I he I he'll be their number one back easily. <coughs> I just didn't think they actually valued running backs like that because they just find guys out of nowhere well yeah well i mean the, like, it's gonna be interesting here. especially this year because they just signed uh jeremy hill in the offseason so they oh, have jeremy hill not. and sonny michelle and it's i think jeremy hill will be your more goal line back and uh michelle will probably do be your do it all back um but it'll be interesting again um yeah and as far as fantasy impact goes do we want to get into that or do you want to wait for no, a fantasy we can, episode we can wait for that yeah because there there are a, a lot of players in this draft that will have implications to your fantasy squad yeah we'll we'll definitely do look that at that early it's yeah closer or something like you give an early summer preview like early you bet and then like a month or so well, there's one thing that we'll talk about him but when we were talking about barkley why he's obviously going to be a first round pick in fantasy but I'm not convinced he's going to be all that great because that line still sucks. Okay. It's just one of the problems with taking that guy's – that position is so dependent on having a good offensive line, I feel like. It is. Like Fournette was pretty good this year, but actually if you look at his numbers – The thing like with Barkley, though, is carry. he's got hands too, though. So they're going to – he's going to get a lot of fantasy – he's going to get a lot of touches every game. I, I just I, don't think he's as valuable as the number two pick. I'll address Barkley right now, and that'll be my one address. Um, what I like about Barkley is, like you said, he has hands. Um, and if you look at Pat Shermer and his offensive style, he does use the, back, the running back out of the backfield quite a bit. And not only that, you look at the Vikings history, they've always struggled at offensive line. So he had Dalvin Cook last year who came in and honestly – was having oh, yeah. a, a great oh, <laughs> season up until that ACL. I had there. him on one team, and um, so if you kind of look at that, I, I think Saquon Barkley's better than Dalvin Cook, and um, I think 
Pat Shermer is a good coach to have with that type of running back. And I think that's probably why they rated him. I mean, like, he was the best player in the draft. I, there's no question. But just at that number two spot, I think you're kind of reaching if you're not going to get a quarterback, if if you don't already have a franchise quarterback. And um, that, that was my only issue with it. But Saquon Barkley is going to help that offense. I think he is going to be a first-round draft pick, and I think he will be rookie. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually excited to see where he's going to rank. in like Because I always get one of those little fantasy football guidebooks, and I'm excited to see where he's going to rank in the – Probably six or ten. In the top, just because there are a lot of good running backs. I mean, you still have the top guys like Elliott, Bell, and then you got Kareem Hunt had a good year, so he's someone that wasn't up there last year that's going to be up there. Darius Geis. He's going to be your round. Who? Late round two, early round three sleeper. Who is this? Darius Geis. Washington running back now. Nice. Well, uh, I think that's probably going to do it for the fantasy or the draft talk, but we would definitely will give a little fantasy preview in the next month or so. Cause that time months. of the year is coming. No, it's not. It's, it's still like coming like quick months. I said, it's coming and it's coming quick. It's low. No, one like, summer. Gets so much Andy, baseball to two and a half. Okay. Oh, and one of the last, I mean, do you guys have anything else to talk about? Or is that pretty no, much it? Okay. okay. So I have I'm just good. two things I'm going to say really quick. They're very brief. Number one, the 76ers ended up losing tonight. Celtics did end up winning to take a two Oh series lead. And this is for the local sports fans of baseball. Albert Pujols got his 2,999th hit tonight. He is one hit away from 3,000. So That's incredible. That is, he's going to be, I think they said, like the fourth person to join the club of people with 3,000 hits and 600 home runs. I believe it's only Mr. 3,000. Didn't Hank they make Aaron, a movie about him? Hank Aaron, Alex Rodriguez, and maybe Griffey. Maybe it was Bonds. I don't remember the other name. Oh, Willie Mays, Willie Mays. So yeah, just Willie Mays. Sneaking in, huh? Yeah, just Willie Mays, Alex Rodriguez, Hank Aaron. 600 home runs, 3,000 hits. Hank Pardukas. Pull us about to join that club, possibly tonight. So oh. that, anyway, I think that's all we've got for uh Yeah, I said about sports. everything I wanted to say. Yeah. That, so like five words? Yeah. <laughs> you also Omega did. Six. We also found out Shakir. You on your emails. Found yeah. out Griffin was your neighbor, Shaquem Griffin or whatever, Shaquille Griffin. Shaquem. Yeah, Shaquem. Well, yeah. And Shaquem Olajuwon. Okay, I think that's enough. Oh, that would be a pretty good player back in the day. <laughs> yeah, crazy. That would have been uh, quite the neighborhood. All right, well, you guys have hopefully been enjoying the sports side of episode 56. Make sure you go back and check out entertainment episode 56 which we are bringing to you next later